right. Hey, everybody. It's Coach Hughes here with the Be Best You podcast. Again, the idea is in order to lead others, you need to be the best version of yourself. And I'm more than uh, honored to uh, have on uh, the interview today is John Gordon. Hello, John. How you doing, Coach? I'm really good. Thank you very much. Um, honestly, in kind of prepare for this, uh, I was like, where do I start? There's so much content out there that you put out. Uh, wonderful content. But you can see back here, I have your box set. Uh, you were kind enough to uh, sign a couple copies for my daughter of the Energy Bus. Great book. Um, but I think I know you're busy and I want to kind of get into a couple things and uh, wrote some notes down in, in front of me here. And one of the things we talk about is, you know, a lot of these people want to become leaders and they work hard. And the idea of working smarter, not harder is always thrown out there. And I've always had a problem with that in the sense where how do you get smarter? And a lot of them don't have, a lot of people don't have the access or don't know where to start. What book, what book do I go to on the bookshelf? And I have to laugh because this is, uh, you'll know what these are. It's Zig Ziglar. And uh, this is 1989. And I used to go to the self-help aisle and, you know, you had to kind of put a hood up and disguise yourself. Today, um, you know, there's so much content here, but, but, you, but you can get lost. So I thought what I would ask you of you today is um, one, you have an amazing toolbox of resources to help people become smarter. Um, and it's, and it's on them. That was the first part. And then what I was going to ask you is, is, is there a roadmap that a, a person would maybe utilize to follow an order of your books? Um, does it start with this or is there books that can kind of be put in kind of a reading order and the beauty of your books is the stories where you're not going to get lost in technical stuff. You get, you get immersed in the characters and relatability. So one is, is there a, a thought process to how would I lay out a path to a person to become a better version of themselves by using your books to do that? And then the second part is obviously culture is super huge today. And, and I love, I love the, the simple, simple analogy of spending time on the roots in order to get the fruit. And what we, what we live on here in the company I'm with is, you know, we focus, th focus on the front line that'll, push your top line and give you a bottom line where a lot of companies are focusing on the bottom line. So I'm going to get all my talking out of the way and, and give you that, but what would be a great roadmap that I could give to people to become better versions of themselves? And then, you know, maybe just kind of finish up on, on, on culture and uh, go from there, but I'm going to leave the runway for you. And uh, hopefully those two questions made sense. Totally. Sometimes. It starts with, okay, it starts right. with a framework, <laughs> but People read my books differently and in different orders. I always say start with the energy bus. The energy okay. bus is a foundational book that I, that I wrote that a lot of people use, a lot of organizations use. But if I had to pick one to really start with from a standpoint of personal growth or being the best you, it would be The Carpenter. The Carpenter is all about success <laughs> principles and the greatest success principles of all. Like if you do these principles, you will grow into your success and you will grow others and you will become the best version of yourself. I wrote that in many ways for entrepreneurs. And it's about the idea that you have to know what you want to create. You have to design your masterpiece. What kind of life do you want to build? What do you want to create? You have to see yourself as a craftsman or a craftswoman where every day you show up and you work on your craft and you're always striving to get better. You're striving to improve and you're a master of your craft, right? You're not just going through the motions. You're putting right. your heart and soul and 
spirit and passion into what you're building. You got to build with optimism. That's where belief comes in. So the energy bus element would fit really well into that piece right there because the energy bus is all about fueling your ride with positive energy and fueling your team with positive energy. So it's about that optimism and belief that you're building with. It's about love, serving, care. Got to love what you do. Love is the greatest success principle of all. If you don't love it, you'll never be great at it. If you don't love your team, you won't be your best for them. If you don't love this mission you're on, eventually when it gets hard, you'll give up. Love is actually what drives grit. We talk about grit all the time, but if you don't love it, you'll never keep working at it. So love drives your grit to keep persevering, keep moving forward, keep at it. You know, we, it's, it's, it comes down to love. Like Pavarotti was asked about his incredible discipline for the work that he does and the yeah. work that he did and his craft. He said, you know, everyone says it's discipline. It's not discipline. He said it's devotion. His devotion drove his discipline. When you're devoted to something and you love it, you'll be disciplined at it. If you don't love it, it's actually hard to be disciplined. You have to show up every day. You don't want to be there. No one has to make Tom Brady work out and train. He loves it. So he continues to work at it. And that's why he's so great. So devotion drives our discipline. Love is the key. We got to serve. We got to serve others. You don't have to be great to serve, but you have to serve to be great. And once you serve and sacrifice, you become great in the eyes of others. I know Jersey Mike's, you just gave away a lot of money that you could have kept to yourself, but you gave it away to different charities, nonprofits to support communities. And that makes you great in the eyes of others. And it's not why you're doing it. You're doing it because you want to give, but in that giving that represents service and sacrifice. Commitment is all about service and sacrifice. We before me, putting, the, putting others first. Ironically, the greatest self-growth strategy of all is to help others grow. When you help others grow and help others improve, you improve. There's a great story about Schwen Nader who played at UCLA. When John Wooden was recruiting him, he said, hey, Schwen, I want you to come here. But if you come here, you're not going to play much because we have the best center in the world in Bill Walton. We want you to come here and make Bill Walton better. Will you do it? Schwen Nader agreed. And every day in practice, he was pushing Bill Walton to get better. That was his job. He never started a college game, but he was battling Bill Walton every day. He's the only person in NBA history never to have started a game, but be drafted in the first round of the NBA. 12-year NBA career, rookie of the year. What happened? Every day, he was making Bill Walton better, and he got better. Every day, he was helping Bill Walton improve. He improved, and he made the team better. So we see it all the time. As you help others improve, you improve. And it's the same way. When you're a leader, a servant leader who mm. makes your team a priority and focuses on we, not me, and you demonstrate your commitment to your team, you get commitment back. So that serve part of it is essential. And then care, showing that you care. Let's face it. That is a key strategy. Caring is a differentiator. It is a success strategy. You care more because we care. We have great quality ingredients because we care. We have great service because we care. We put heart soul, spirit, passion into every sandwich, into every interaction, to our communities. Our stores look different. They're cleaner. When you care, you don't just care about one thing. You care about everything and you care about all the little details. And that's mm -hmm. what makes you successful. I would say care and consistency, right? Because you care that drives your consistency, which is also a key to success. It's just being consistent. I just interviewed Nick Saban for a podcast. My podcast is Positive University, by the way. And Love it. 
And um, I was interviewing Nick actually for the 21st Century Business Forum, which uh, is another podcast that I that I host for. Uh, they do all the business journals around the country. And, and I was interviewing Nick and I was struck with the fact that the guy is just so consistent and that's why he's so successful. He's obviously smart, has a lot of great characteristics, but he could also be someone who is always driving too much and pushes too much and sometimes isn't liked by his players. Sometimes he doesn't love them enough, things like that. But the fact that he's so consistent all the time, always the right, like always the same person wherever he is, always the same person every day, the same routine, the same practices. These guys build trust because they have consistency in their leader. So they may not always like him, but they can trust him because they know this is who he is. This is his consistency. This is how he shows up. And he's consistent with habits, with practice, with routines. And then that allows them to trust their process and trust each other. They show up, they know what to expect. And when you know what to expect, that helps build trust and helps build success in the long run. So consistency is, is essential, but that care is what drives your consistency. And when you care and you're making a sandwich, you can feel it, you can taste it. There's something different about a sandwich when it was made with care. My grandmother made the most amazing soup and after she passed on, other people tried to make the same recipe, but it never came out as, as good. It didn't come out the same. What was it? Her love made the difference. And I think there's a, a phenomenon with that that we actually can tell when someone cares, when they're cooking something, making something, and you can feel it. That's why brands that care, you know, when a brand cares, you feel that with the brand and you know there's something about it. You don't know what it is, but it makes you want to buy that product when you're on the grocery shelf or driving down the street. There's something about a brand that is, it's hard to quantify, but you feel it and you sense it and you know it. And that's the care. And so these principles are essential if you want to be great at anything, if you want to build greatness. So I would say start the carpenter. And then training camp is also for me, like my self-improvement book, like you want to improve, you know, this is the key to personal growth, self-improvement in terms of these are the winning habits that separate the best from the rest. And you go through that process of what it takes to be your best, to bring out the best in others and training camp and the carpenter, I would say are the two in terms of personal growth, self-improvement. Yeah, I love it. Um, you know, we talk about being selfless and selfish and if you're not taking care of yourself, uh, you know, or if you're taking care of yourself, a lot of people think you're being selfish, but you're being selfish when you don't take care of yourself. A lot of leaders are working hard um, and they're learning to get smart, which is great, but they're not actually, you know, going to the tapes and listening to the books. And uh, it's something, you know, and they say, I don't have the time or I'm not a good reader. And they come up with all these reasons. But, you know, I, I what I love again about your material is there's books about leadership and talk of that, you know, traditional kind of uh, writing, but the characters in the books, easy to follow, short reads, to the point. You don't get lost in a lot of it. Um, totally well, you, recommend. You, you, uh, do, you, do have to, you do have to invest in yourself. I mean, it is important yeah. to make time to invest in yourself. Like when you're driving and you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to audiobooks. Now, a lot of people are doing that. I'm hearing a lot of people listening to audiobooks these days. That's a growing category for book sales from what I'm hearing from my publisher for my books. It's called Automobile University. That's what Zig Ziglar called it, Automobile yeah. University. You're driving yeah. in your car and you're listening. And now with podcasts and audiobooks, you can learn and grow. You have a library at your fingertips. You have an encyclopedia at your fingertips. You have the greatest self-help speakers, the, the greatest business gurus 
available to you 24-7. So will you take the time to invest in yourself? And here's the deal. Leaders are readers. If you want to be a better leader, you need to read books to grow as a leader. It's why I wrote The Power of Positive Leadership. That's not a fable. That's a framework. That's a how-to book. But I still made it a very simple read. But these are the principles and practices that make great leaders great. And I wrote that because I wanted leaders to have a framework of how they needed to lead others. So you got to read in order to improve. You got to read to get ideas and to grow. And the books that you read will shape you and mold you and change your life. So if you're listening to this, read books. Doesn't have to be my books. I don't want to be self-promotional. Just my books are simple and easy to read and you can act on them. But, but start reading and start growing with those books. Take the time to invest in yourself because if you don't, you can't help others. Here's the deal. You have to feed yourself in order to feed others, right? If you don't have it, you can't share it. So you have to feed yourself with positivity. You got to be more positive than the negativity you face. You got to overcome all the adversity, the challenges and the setbacks in this world right now to be able to lead others in a more positive way. So you feed yourself to feed others. Same thing with the knowledge. The knowledge you get as a leader and as a person to be your best, you become someone who brings out the greatness in others. And that's what it's all about. You will grow so much by the books that you read. My challenge is, Try to read one book a week or even just 20 minutes a day. Start with 20 minutes a day every day. You'll be amazed at how many books you read by just reading for 20 minutes a day. And we all have 20 minutes. Make that part of your routine. It'll probably go into grow into 30 minutes, maybe even an hour. But every day, just a little bit, you will read a lot of books over time and you will see your growth. The trajectory will be amazing. Yeah. You know, in our tagline at the end of our manifesto is help nurse, help flourish. The idea is you can't do that if you're not nourishing yourself. So, in, in, you know, today's, in today's work environment, you know, managers are working and they're helping everybody. I actually really had a conversation with a gentleman last night, unbelievable young man, uh, probably 30, about 35 years old, and just said, you know, I'm, I'm burnt. I've given too much to everybody else. I didn't leave it enough for myself. And, uh, you know, I, I obviously I've done that myself. And I just says, listen, you're being selfish. If you're not being selfish, you need to be selfless and um, definitely nourishing yourself so you can you can nourish others. Um, yeah. Um, and then the other is consistency. You know, you said that and it just struck me. And, and the people who have probably listened to this, they're going to know who I'm talking about. Uh, you know, Peter, the most consistent person I've ever met. And it's probably and it is why he's successful is because of that consistency um, you know, every day, being true to that. And it's not a lot. He doesn't have a lot of things. It's a very core two or three things that he puts, puts in front of him every day. Doesn't overcomplicate it. Right. Keep um, it simple. Don't be distracted. Distractions are the enemy of greatness. Say mm-hmm. no to the things that are not important. Say yes to the things that are important. Focus on them. There's only a few things I do every day, right? Reading and writing and speaking and communicating. I try not to do too much because the minute you do, you get distracted, you get taken away with all to all these different things that don't matter. And you got to leverage your strengths. What are you good at? Use your strengths. When you leverage your strengths, you become known for those strengths. You can't be everything to everybody. You can be, right? You can be the favorite to a certain amount of people, right? There's a core group. Like not everyone's going to love Jersey Mike's, but the people that do, man, they love it. They're fanatical about it. And you have to know who your customers are, but you also have to know what your strengths are and serve them with your strengths and be known for your strengths. And that's how you build a brand. 
Right. And then I guess the, the other is culture and God. I mean, that's, that's a, a 10 podcast series right there. I don't think right. you ever, but I think the thing about culture is it's not a, uh, an line item on a PL. It's that intangible that uh, management says they need. And then, um, you know, but then all of a sudden it's, it gets cut first yet. It's the thing I think that, well, draws the frontline people, which is a big problem today. People want to work for a brand or a company or a team that uh, has a bigger purpose. And I love, uh, and I, don't, I wrote it in here again, but you had said something about, oh, okay, the mission statement. Love this, love the comment of, you know, every company has a mission statement, but you need to bring people on a team who have a mission and it probably needs to be a similar mission to your mission statement. Can you speak to that a little bit from a culture standpoint? Sure. Well, you know, you have a strong culture when everyone stands for the same things. You have values, you have these core values, and everyone knows what you stand for. Because once you know what you stand for, decisions are easy to make. And so from a culture standpoint, everyone has a mission statement today, but only the great organizations have people who are on a mission. That's the difference. Are we on a mission and do we know what we stand for? And are we, are we willing to pay the price that greatness requires for our mission? And when you have a purpose, you keep going. You don't get burned out because of what you do. You get burned out because you forget why you do it, right? We forget why we do it. So remember your purpose. Remember your why. Remember your mission. Focus on that. And that purpose will drive you. So bringing a group of people together, talking about the vision, talking about the mission, talking about the core values, but then those core values are not just words. They come alive in the hearts and the minds of, of each person. Remember Enron years ago, one of their core values was integrity. How did that work out? Yeah. They didn't have a lot of integrity. So you can have these words written down, right? And one sees them, but you don't live them. So the power is in living them. Jersey Mike's, you got the core values, but you also have leaders that drive the core values into the organization they lead by them, so they're easy to see being lived out, and that dictates to everyone, this is how we do things here, this is what drives us, and then this is the mission we're on to make a difference. And when you have that mission, and you know what you're doing, and you have that clarity, clarity leads to focus action. So one of the most mm -hmm. important things that you can do as a leader, whether it's of a, of a location, or the top leader of the company, is to provide clarity for your people. When you walk in here, this is what we're here to do. This is our focus. That clarity drives the actions of everyone on the team, which then leads to results. So it's all about clarity. Yeah. And I love how you're, you know, you're tying it, not just to an industry, but teams, athletics, and then you brought the family piece in, um, you know, as well in one of your books. And uh, I was just thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think we all, you know, it takes work. And I was just thinking everybody goes to work, but there was a quote, I, and I'm going to say it wrong, but every, um, people go to work every day, but they need to work to get going kind of. And, uh, you know, working hard, again, it just goes back to that working smarter, not harder isn't wrong, but it's not really right. People need to learn to work smarter. So their work, they always have to work hard. And it's, it's just so what I love about what your, um, well, your line of, of material is that it's a one-stop shop which I think. So yeah, I'm promoting it because I think it's easy, but a lot of people get nervous of, um, of the book. They see this book or they go to the library, which book do I take? Everything looks good. But the carpenter actually was given to me as a gift. And then 
Uh, I probably gave away over the course of a couple of years. I don't want to tell Peter this, but probably we bought about 350 copies. And that was the first thing we gave our managers when we came to our leadership class. So um, that's what got that. me started. Became honored, a fan. Yeah, I'm honored that you did that. I really, and yeah. I think you resonated with it because I believe that that's a book that represents what Peter's about and what you all are about in terms of how you do things at Jersey Mike. So it definitely was a, a fit. No accident that we connected. Yeah, no. And I know you're busy and, and I'm just make, making sure you, again, you got to take care of yourself too, right? Cause you're running around like, like a crazy man, but uh, you know, how hard, you know, and, and again, maybe that's bring it out on this, but you know, you're building your business, you know, you're creating, you're creating um, a lot of interest out there. You're talking amazing, amazing people. I, I mean, every time I looked at a different interview you're doing, I was like, Whoa, boy, wow. Like, where do I start? Uh, but um, you know, how hard is it to take care of yourself? What are you finding there? It's not hard because I make it a priority and I'm intentional with it. So every morning I get up, I go for that walk of gratitude in the morning and I try not to schedule a lot of things in the morning so I can go do that. So I do that, I'll come back. And then from there, I'll do a virtual keynote. I'll do a talk. I mean, it's easier now than when I was on the road for the last 15 years. This year has been a little easier with everything going on just because I've been doing so many virtual keynotes. I do miss the in-person events, but it has been easier. But even when I was on the road, it was about making sure, again, intentional, focusing on the routine, making sure I, I recover like an athlete. Because if you don't, you're going to get burned out. You're going to get stressed. You're not going to be good for anyone. So I've got to yeah. recharge myself to be able to share it with others. But the virtual aspect too, I'm doing two keynotes a day these days because you don't have to travel. So you can actually do back-to-backs. And yeah, I've done yeah. a lot of those. So I'm, I'm finding that I do have to be intentional. I'll walk in the morning. I'll walk at night. I take time for prayer. I take time to eat right. I do, I do eat right. I've exercised a lot during this time. I'm in the best shape of my life. 50 and getting stronger, faster, better. Well, maybe not faster, but definitely better. And, um, you know, my goal now is to, to, to close is, um, you know, I want to live to 100. I'm going for 100 after turning 50. And in the words of the great American philosopher and Jersey guy, John Bon Jovi, I'm halfway there living on a prayer. And if Love. someone knows John Bon Jovi, please connect us because I want to talk to him about this because this is my new motto now. Halfway there, living on a prayer and uh, would love to connect with uh, Jersey John Bon yeah. Jovi. Yeah, I mean, well, hey, what do we get, whatever we can do to make that happen, we'll see what we can do there. But uh, yeah, John, I, I know you're busy. Uh, I've super, I mean, half hour, just not enough, is more than enough uh, content to share and Hopefully we'll see you, see you again. And i um, looking forward to uh, uh, your next book books. Um, I need to get my first one done and I will not. I need to, I'm going to get my first one done. I, that's, there it is. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on the, the hook for it. I, so. look, I look forward to it. Let's, let's do a, uh, a Q and a with okay. me and uh, Jersey Mike's managers. Why don't we do some kind of Q and a online with, with you leading the way? You know what? I, they would love it. I mean, you were at the keynote, uh, you know, a couple of years ago and, and everybody couldn't get enough of that. And uh, that would be an honor. And, and let's try to set something up. And that'd be awesome. All right, coach, take care. Uh, no, thank you very much.